Restaurant owners are told all the time that you need to work more on your business and less in your business. But how do you do that when you're so busy running the restaurant? Want to know a secret? Restaurant success isn't rocket science, it's people science. Donald Burns, the restaurant coach, has helped over 2,300 independent restaurants over the past 13 years make more money while working less in their business. His signature 3P framework and coaching systems are designed to get you results that work with your schedule. The action plan is easy to follow, and you get one-on-one -on -one support from the restaurant coach personally. If you ever felt deep down that your restaurant could be better, make more, and still give you your life back, then it's time to talk about restaurant coaching. Warning, restaurant coaching is not right for every restaurant. Side effects of restaurant coaching include increased profits, better staff, happier guests, stronger brand identity, reduced stress, improved relationships, and quality sleep. Talk to the restaurant coach to see if coaching is right for you. Loading in three, two, one. Welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It's the cure for the common restaurant. Expert interviews, tools, and tips to get you the restaurant you know it can be. Now, here is your host, Donald Burns, the Restaurant Coach. And welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It is the cure for the common restaurant. Can you believe that the new year is less than a month away? I mean, this year really flew by. Now, before I jump into this episode, I want to tell you of a couple exciting things happening here at TRC Nation. First, is that the audiobook version of my third book, Your Restaurant Culture Sucks, is in its final approval stage and will be available soon. It might even be available by the time you listen to this podcast on Audible, iTunes, and Amazon. And my other audiobooks, Your Restaurant Sucks, Your Restaurant Still Sucks, and Outstanding Mindset are also available as well. If you're looking for a really cool gift this Christmas, nothing quite says you care like telling them that your restaurant sucks. Now on January 6th, I'm gonna be holding a free three-hour workshop designed to get you a solid game plan for 2023. The workshop's called New Year, New Restaurant Planning Workshop, and it's gonna be held inside my new private community for TRC Nation. You can join for free by following the link in the show notes. Now, for those that like live workshops, Make sure to grab a seat to my next Restaurant Owner Boot Camp, which is going to be held January 30 and 31st here in Scottsdale. It is two full days of training with me personally, where we discuss the eight driving forces of restaurant success, and you can secure your seat at restaurantownerbootcamp.com. Okay, now, let's talk about time. Actually, let's talk about how most people suck at time management. It is a constant thorn in the side of many restaurant owners, many of my clients, and many operators. We just don't seem to have enough time, do we? Now, imagine you looked at your watch at midnight. At that moment in time, you have exactly 1,440 minutes until you reach midnight again. 1,440 minutes, that's it. You can't borrow can't buy more time. Time is probably, I, I, I think, time is the most valuable resource we have. People always say, you know, time is money. I know I say money is money. Time is more valuable. Most restaurant owners and operators fail to utilize time to their capacity. So let's get this straight. You either learn to master time or time's going to master you. 
This is where you need effective time management strategies. And if you Googled up right now, if you looked at time management on Google, you're going to get 93 million results. Seems like a lot of people are looking for solutions to manage their time better and want to get shit done. So why is it so difficult to follow time management strategies? A lot of it has to do with our perception of time. So let's, for a few minutes here, let's break down some of the barriers holding us back. Here's the hard, cold hard truth. Most time management strategies don't work. This is especially true in the restaurant business. Why? Because most time management strategies that are out there on the internet were designed for people that work nine to five office jobs. Very few restaurants I know follow the normal grind of business life. Depending on your concept, your hours might, st might stretch from the normal, you know, quite a bit from that normal cubicle worker. Traditional to-do lists are another thing. It is the worst thing you can do. Most, most to-do lists are nothing more than a kind of a list of stuff that you're going to do eventually. It's not really a get shit done list. It's, a, it's stuff I hope to happen one day. They're just basically simple reminders of all the things we intend to do and that most of the time just stay on that damn to-do list perpetually. What baffles me is that a lot of people take great pride, I mean really, really great pride on how long their to-do list is. It's almost like a badge of honor that I have this super long to-do list to show people how busy I am. The real question is, are you busy or are you being effective? So let me take you through a couple steps that are going to help you learn how to bend time just like a Jedi master. Number one, write and hashtag write this shit down. Ditch the I'm busy story. You're busy. I'm busy. Most people are busy. We tend to be that way because of life. And at times, sometimes life, you know, just seems like a spectator sport. You're thrown in a in the fast paced nature of the restaurant industry and things move even faster. However, this should not deter you from adopting or abiding by some simple time management strategies. The first thing I want you to do after you drop the I'm busy bullshit story is drop the I don't have time mentality. <laughs> this is one of the, I would probably say, <sighs> this is almost as damaging as the I'm busy or I'm too busy story. Let's be clear again on the concept of time ownership. You never really own time. You use time. Let me repeat that. You do not ever own time. You use time or time uses you. People who use the excuse of not having enough time don't just have, they don't have their priorities straight. That's the bottom line. They don't have their priorities straight. Tell me how people like the late Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Danny Myers from Union Square Hospitality, how do these people accomplish so much given they have the same 1,440 minutes each day? R real quick, let's just do some math. Because I'm going to help you kind of save this I don't have time mentality. And I'm going to show you how much time you really do have. Now, if let's do some math. If you're driving, this might be really difficult to do. So don't do this if you're driving. Do you know? And I usually ask this question to my clients. Do you know how much money you have in the bank? Now, if I ask people how much money is in your bank account, 9 out of 10 people pretty much have a really good answer or a pretty good guess and are pretty accurate at how much money they have in the bank. Now, here's my question to you. How many hours a week do you have to spend? Here's where shit goes sideways. Because I will tell you from personal experience, only one out of 10 
know that number off the top of their head without pulling out their phone and calculating it out real quick. If you want to know, the number is 168, by the way. Now, if you took your classic 50 hours work week, now I know some people work more, so you can actually add in your numbers if you'd like to, but you're going to find out this is a really crazy mathematical equation. So if you work a typical, like most leaders in a restaurant work usually 50 hours a week, take your 50 hours, subtract it from your 168. That leaves 118 hours left. Now, of course, we got sleep. Take out seven hours of sleep, which you should get a night. And now you're down to 69 hours. 69 hours a week. Now, I know people are going to say, but I have to eat. You don't need 69 hours to eat, okay? I got to spend some time with the family. Yeah, but you can also, I mean, you still have an, an, a crazy amount of time left to get things done. The problem is you just don't prioritize your time and you don't prioritize your task to what's the most important. That's what the high achievers do. They prioritize what's important and then they take action. I mean, a lot of action. More action than you would think. The next thing you got to do is you got to break things down. Break it down. Again, traditional to-do lists are nothing more than just a collection of good intentions. <laughs> to-do lists should never define your time management strategy. In fact, I tell my clients, rip up that damn to-do list. It's not going to do anything for you. Now, if you are a fan of keeping lists, you can use it to your advantage if you understand to chunk or group things into categories. If you've been to my website, I have a great free training series out there. It's called the Three Frames to Thrive series. You can find it in the show notes too. One of the things we talk about in the Three Frames to Thrive is we talk about the 3P framework. The 3P framework is the guiding principle of all my coaching programs. 3P framework, for a summary real quick, is people product, and process. Now, when I have my t my members, my coaching clients do to-do list or do it if they really want to do a list, I have them do this. I have them do a brain dump, take everything out of their brain. They write it on a huge piece of paper. Just get it out of your head. Don't edit. Just write, 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 write until you get all out of your head. Once you have it out of your head, now you're going to take three different color highlighters and you're going to go back through and you're going to color code everything. One color is for all the people items on your, on your kind of massive brain dump list. One color, a different color is for all the stuff in the product category. And one color is all for all the stuff in the process category. And just for a quick reminder, for the people category, that usually has to deal with, it usually has to deal with culture, hiring, and training. In the, in the product part, we're usually talking about menu and marketing. And then in the process part, I'm usually talking about system, strategy, and profitability, okay, or financials. Once you got all that list down and you got everything color-coded, highlighted out, now you get a big, another big piece of paper and you write three columns. You write people, product, process. Take everything from that first list and put it in the appropriate column. So now if you want to have a to-do list, but now you got a to-do list at least is organized by, by some structure, okay? It's a more effective way to organize and after you have that list, okay, when something pops up, what I like to do is once I have that list kind of organized, I have my clients, I say, you pick each week, you pick two items on the people part, one product, one process. And that's how you attack your week. You got to have some kind of system, but a regular just kind of generic to-do list doesn't work. You got to have a list that you can prioritize and organize. That's the best way to make, if, you, if you're really serious about doing a list, do it like that. That's the best way. 
The next thing I always I talk about, I preach about all the time, is called the power of three. And when you make that list, okay, you're going to see a couple to-do lists. You're going to see a couple things that really stand out for you, that really need your attention. For people that are kind of new to this, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pick out three, just three. Human beings tend to overestimate what we can do in a day and underestimate how long it takes to do a particular task. You think you can knock off a dozen items off that list today, but then when you sit down to do a task like, you know, writing something or, you know, doing the schedule and you start getting distracted, you find that time just gets away from you. Don't feel bad. It's human nature. Three is a beautiful number because it is manageable. It's also memorable. You know, how about you've heard of the three musketeers or the three stooges? How many ships did Columbus bring to the new world? All right, three. In China, three is a lucky number, partly because it sounds a lot like the Chinese word for life. So stick to three. I will tell you now, from trial and tribulation, working with thousands of restaurants, three is a great way to start. If you can get three things done, trust me, you're farther ahead than 80% of the restaurants in the world. Next thing I want you to do is I want you to manage your calendar. I want you to actually use your calendar. There's a great quote out there from Tony Robbins. When you think about it, it's a dream. When you talk about it, it becomes a possibility. But when you put it on your calendar, it's a commitment. If you truly want to master time, you want to be a, I mean, you want to be a black belt in getting shit done, you got to put that stuff on your calendar. People who get a lot done schedule everything. <clears throat> Let me emphasize that word again. They schedule everything on their calendar and they use it like a compass throughout the day. I live and die by my calendar. Another thing I do, if you listen to my little booklet, Outstanding Mindset, I talk a lot about time and getting control of your time. It's a great little sub little booklet. It's only a 90 minute listen if you listen to audio. It's a great way to kind of do a primer to a lot of this stuff. And I talk a lot about focus blocks. Focus blocks are short blocks of time that you place on your calendar where you're only focused on one thing. That means a focus block means no cell phones, no email, no Facebook. You turn off all your distractions. You put a sign on the door. If you have to lock the door, if you have to go down, to, if you still can't get privacy, then I, I've told, I've, there's some restaurant owners I've told, then just go down the street to a coffee shop, take your laptop, some headphones, but you got to have a focus block where you're totally undistracted. Focus blocks work best when in 20 to 30 minute increments. Now you might think that's not a lot of time. But I'll tell you right now, you don't need a lot of time to make progress when you're focused. When you're focused 100%, you do not need a lot of time. All right. Remember, time is not money. Money is money. The real currency in the world today is your focus. That's the real secret. I mean, when you want to know what the real secret to time management is? It's controlling your focus, your focus for a short period of time. That's the key to success. That's the big key to success. The other thing I always recommend is setting yourself up for tomorrow. Peter Drucker once said, if you want to predict the future, you got to create it. If you want to master time management, you have to plan. The best time to do this is not on your way to work in the morning, which I would say 90% of people do. But instead, I like to plan my next day the night before. Or maybe, and here's a great example, and this is what I kind of recommend for restaurant people who work in restaurants. You know, as service starts to die down, you're going to find a little solitude. 
in the calmness of the restaurant. You know, after the rush, it's kind of a little calmer. Things are kind of cool. You're kind of taking, you know, collecting your day, collecting your thoughts. That is the perfect time to put your focus on those three things you want to tackle tomorrow. Look at those categories on your list, people, product, process. Pick your three. and Think about what actions you have to take tomorrow to move one task forward. Sometimes you can't get stuff done, but you want to move it forward. The goal is always 1% improvement. And then after you have those, that, that thing down, you want to move forward, make a commitment by scheduling time on your calendar. You have to put it on your calendar. If I popped in right now <laughs> over your shoulder and said, show me your calendar, what would I see? Would I see a bunch of like just random meetings or appointments that you have to do, things you have to do? you got to schedule time for things that are important to you. If you want to move your restaurant forward, you want to move your life forward, you have to take control of your calendar and you have to put stuff on there. Now, restaurants are far from predictable. Believe me, I know. Every day, there's always a little excitement, a little spicy adventure. The best way to get your three things done is to schedule two focus blocks in the morning before lunch service. That way, you, you know, you can kind of get some stuff done. And that way also, too, I will tell people to put on focus blocks or blocks on their calendar for, like, service periods. Like, if you're working in a restaurant, you come in the morning, like, at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, you might do two focus blocks back-to-back from 10 to 11. Then 11 o'clock, you got your calendar blocked off from 11 to 1 is service, lunch service. And then you have time in the afternoon to do more focus blocks, do some training, work with the team, do whatever you need to do. And then maybe you have, like, maybe you do dinner service, and then you have pre-shift at 5 and you have dinner service till like 7, 7.30, whenever the, the flow is over. But you got to put that stuff on your calendar. Put everything on your calendar. I put everything on my calendar. Everything. When I get up in the morning, when I meditate, when I do my journaling, when I go to the gym, when I get ready for breakfast, you know, I get ready. I come back. I have like a 30-minute block for get ready for the day. That's when I shower, get redressed. I usually have my breakfast ready. I mean, you got to put everything on your calendar. It will change your life if you start managing the minutes. Hashtag write that down. Manage the minutes to get your life back. That's the biggest thing I can tell you. You got to control that. Focus is your power. You cannot control time. I know you think you can. You cannot control time. The only thing you can control is your focus and energy. Where focus goes, energy flows. Tap into that. And you're going to see your productivity powers grow stronger and stronger, stronger than you ever could actually really imagine. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Okay. So some of my favorite kind of time hacks that I love to do. Number one, I always set up my first meeting of the day with myself. The best way to set yourself up for success, talking about getting control of your calendar, the best way to get a really good jump on the day is to schedule a meeting with yourself for yourself. You are your number one resource. And most of us, especially we're in the the restaurant industry, we are so trained to give and give and give. Who gives to you? When you get time to take your life under control and do something that's going to make you feel good, starting the day out fully charged, I'm telling you right now, starting the day out fully charged is really getting insurance to make the most out of your day. Just like, and here's the thing, when you make a meeting with yourself to go work out or self-care, and it could be just walking, could be quiet time, whatever you want to do, 
But when you make your first meeting of the day with yourself, for yourself, it's important. You don't skip it. Treat it like it's the most important business meeting in the world. Okay. I like to have a, I call it a morning hour of power, where I like to get my mind and body in sync. Again, you can go to the gym. I'm not saying you got to be a gym rat. You can go for a walk. You can do yoga. You can do martial arts. You can read. You can meditate. You can journal. The main thing is, is that you should try to do something where you move your body a little bit. Get your blood going. The restaurant industry is notorious for the burnout and unhealthy lifestyles. I know we work long hours and mostly on our feet, but we don't really get a lot of exercise. Standing on your feet is not cardio. It's not getting your heart rate elevated. It's just making your making your knees and your back hurt. You got to get a little exercise and you got to get a little cardio work. Okay. If you want a really really long career, and I wish I had done this earlier in my life, honestly, Truly, honestly wish I had made self-care a priority so much earlier in my life, in my 30s, all right? You got to, you got to want it. You got to want it. You got to make it, you got to make it a need, not a want. Self-care has to become a primary need, not just a nice to have. It has to become, it has to become a must, I say restaurant owners have a whole list of things they should do. You know, I should cost out my menu. I should work out in the morning. I should market more. I should fire that negative energy of vampire sucking the life out of me and my team. I should and I should and I should and I should and I should. You just should all over yourself is what you're doing. Take that word should and just turn it into must. I must work out. I must market more. I must cost out my menu. I must fire that negative energy vampire sucking the life out of me and everybody else. You have to do, and you have to do new actions to get new results. When you make it a must, it gets done. Okay, if it's a want, it usually only happens when all the kind of elements come together. Take control of your calendar and put it on there. Right. Another thing I will caution you on is that life balance is a myth. The biggest bullshit myth we bought into. It's, I know it's hard to swallow since most of our lives we were told you know, that to be ultra successful, we have to find this elusive balance between professional and personal. It's not going to happen. If the world was perfect and there was no outside demands on your time and focus, you might be able to achieve life-work balance. But we know the restaurant world is not rose-colored and rainbows. So let's focus on what works. I prefer instead of life-work balance, I like life-work integration. There's days where my business life takes over and I, I put a little bit more energy and effort and focus and more focus and time into my business. And there's time where my personal life, I put a little more energy, focus and time into my personal relationships. Life-work integration is always so much better than trying to seek life-work balance because balance tells me I have to have equal parts. Balance means there has to be some balance and life is never balanced. You know that. Start that day off with that hour of power. Self-care meetings. Got to have that. Make a list of your big three the night before. Take immediate action. When you get in the morning, when you get to the restaurant, do a focus block. Take immediate action on moving those projects forward. 
If you do not schedule time for yourself, do not schedule time for your self-care, do not schedule time for focus blocks, the demands of others will come for you and they will take your focus and time. Another huge valuable thing you can do is teach your team to be problem solvers. If you are the only problem solver in your restaurant, guess what your title is? You're chief problem solver. <laughs> you don't want to be chief problem solver, trust me. It goes along with all the other jobs you have in a restaurant being an independent restaurant owner. You're you know, chief bottle washer, marketer, uh, receiver, bar manager, sometimes you know, host, sometimes janitor. You do everything. Don't add, don't add problem solver to your list. I realized quickly that if I became the problem solver and I solved their problems right away, they just came to me to solve their problems. Because people always seek the path of least resistance. The best way to stop this is make them problem solvers. When somebody comes to me with a problem, this should be your typical rep reply. And you might want to write this down. When somebody comes with, to you with a problem, you want to say, that sounds like a really interesting challenge. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to come up with three positive solutions. I always say three positive solutions because they're going to go to negative solutions right away. I want you to come up with three positive solutions. When you get the three positive solutions, come find me and let's discuss them. You start doing that, you're going to find that your team actually becomes problem solvers and takes a lot of that stuff off your plate. Another huge thing you can do is learn to say a very magical word. Now, I'm going to tell you this magical word, and you're going to say, oh, I can't do that. The magical word is the word no. Two letters, so powerful. People who work in the restaurant industry tend to be people-oriented, which is a really, really good thing. And we also tend to try to please everybody, which can be a bad thing. <laughs> you need to learn how to say no gracefully to do the things that do not serve you. Remember, time is the most precious commodity you have. You cannot get more of it. You cannot buy it. You cannot beg for it. You cannot borrow it. When it's gone, it's gone. That's it. There are sometimes some things get put on your plate from outside sources that you may not have an option to decline. Those those things do happen. This is the real world. I'm not being I'm not sugarcoating it or being Pollyanna. There are some things that are going to put on your plate some pressure from outside sources that you have to deal with, that you do not have the option to say no to. However, there are a lot of things totally within your control, and I'll give you some examples, watching TV, too much TV, playing video games, surfing the internet, and other things that pull your focus away from what's important to you. The best question to ask yourself if you want a better life is this, okay? Is this, and then I usually say, insert the activity or task, is this watching TV going to move my life forward towards my goals and my dreams? If the answer is no, it's not going to move my life forward towards my goals and my dreams, then it's probably a good idea to pass on it. The quality of your life, hashtag write this shit down. The quality of your life is in direct proportion to the quality of questions you ask yourself. That is so true. It was a game changer for me. The quality of your life is in direct proportion to the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. It's quite, it's quite simple. If you want a better life, you got to ask yourself better questions. Another thing you got to have, you got to have a plan for all this. You want to have a written plan. I love written plans. 
I usually write stuff out first and then I transfer it to my digital format, which is my phone. Having written plans is the best way to stay on track and on folk and focused. Right. Love some people. I mean, I still love the old school pen and paper method. You know, you can actually, there's tons of, there's tons of stuff you can do, tons of apps you can do to write stuff down, but you got to have a place to put it all. There's a great, great gentleman out there, David Allen. He wrote a book called Getting Things Done, and he kind of preaches this getting things done methodology. And he tells us, and this is one of the reasons I like doing kind of brain dump exercises, you got to get the stuff out of your head. All that minutia that consumes all your cognitive processing, and you got to get it out where you can process it. That's why I like doing a brain dump on paper. Then I like using color-coded markers to highlight the different people, product, process. And then I like to put them in the columns where I can get it kind of organized and then I can start taking action on it. You got to get it out of your head. If not, it forms what's known as a mental loop. The issue with loops is that they bounce around in your head until they get solved. You got to have a place to park all those random thoughts that pop up in your head. Neuroscientists will say that you know, we have like 60,000 random thoughts a day. Sadly, most of them repeat themselves because we never solve the loop. A great way to get those things out of your head is get them on a piece of paper where you can organize them, sort them into action, and then decide, is this something I need to take on, something I can delegate, or something I just got to say no to? Okay. And that goes to the next part. What I want to talk about is if you can, delegate. This one kind of ties into that learning to say no. Many restaurant owners do tasks, and I, I go crazy every week. There's always one of my clients who does something that could they could have easily handed off to someone else. Something like scheduling, uh, recording invoices, receiving orders from vendors. All these things can be trained. And here's the bonus. When you train your team to take on more responsibility, they have a chance to learn and grow. That's a winning element for team retention. Now, if you give the excuse, and, and trust me, there's people out there that have this excuse all the time, I have to do everything myself, then you have either one of two issues. Number one, you're obsessed with control and perfectionism. And while striving for excellence and consistency is the common thread among great restaurants, it's very, very hard to be perfect. And the other issue you could have is that you don't trust your team. Here's my question to you. If you don't trust your team, then why do you pay them? <laughs> why do you have them on your payroll? Get a team you can trust. It's funny. I, I had a conversation with a guy today, um, a potential client who was, you know, I do these strategy sessions one-on-one -on -one where people talk to me about what's going on in the restaurant. And we talked about, we we're talking about hiring. And this is really this is crazy. I said, what's your hiring process? How do you take me through the hiring process? He says, well, you know, in our, in, in my city where I live at, you know, you probably, you just know everyone's going to steal. So when people apply, I kind of look at them and I pick the person I think will steal the least from me. It's like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> totally crazy. That's bad shit crazy. Wow. That's crazy. Right. Another thing I want you to do is focus more on results than the task itself. Remember, focus is the only thing you ever really control. What you focus on and put your energy towards will get done.
And here's my, I want to tell you this, if you're focused on it totally and you're putting your energy towards it, it will get done. If you're not getting the results you want, you need to take more action. Never lower the target, never lower the goal, just increase the actions. The question you always have to be asking yourself, I love asking myself questions all day. Number one, I have a trigger phrase I love. I say, what's next all the time? What's next? What's next? What's next? I'm always focused on what's moving it forward. What's next? What's next? What am I working on? Okay, what, what can I do next? But the question I want you to ask yourself is this. Are you focused on things that have an impact? Like I said, 80% of restaurant owners and operators, they're always busy. They tend to be focused on things that have very little impact to improve their restaurant. I'll give you a great example. They focus on the price of the food from a vendor and spend a lot of time shopping prices from multiple purveyors when they never really actually sat down and figured out their food costs in the first place. Most people become very efficient in their job duties, but they're not incredibly effective. Focus on the things that have a bigger impact on your restaurant. And if you have trouble figuring out the right things to focus on, then you should really considering talking to me about coaching. And the last thing I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about energy. And I want to talk to you about managing energy, not time. This was the greatest time management hack of all. Time is just a construct of the mind. You can't change time. You can't manipulate time. It is an uncontrollable variable that most people seem to be either chasing or they're held hostage to. To break free from that, you need to look at your natural energy patterns. When you are in a peak energy zone, you use that energy zone to get the right things done. There's a great app out there. It's from Rise Science. It will measure using a sleep app on your phone. It measures my sleep and then it calculates the circadian rhythm of my day to tell me where my energy peaks are, where my energy valleys are. And I have been starting to use that kind of data to get more of the right things done at the right time. When I have high energy, I'm focused on really high energy tasks that take a lot of energy. And when it's a low energy, I'm working on some other stuff that I can do. You have a list of high energy tasks and you also should have a list of low energy tasks, okay? That circadian rhythm, it's basically they call it chronobiology. It studies the effect of how our minds and bodies work together during the day. If you tap into that rhythm, I mean, you can really get a lot of shit done. Most people find that the mornings are best. Now, I'm going to give you some generalizations. Okay, Most people find that in the mornings, they're really great for cognitive thought, analytical processing, and problem solving. Afternoons are great for more physical demands. And the evening tends to be a little bit better for creative processing. You want to keep your energy levels at peak states by committing to exercise, drinking plenty of water, getting plenty of sleep, and make sure you're eating properly. We tend to eat like crap in the restaurant industry, which is really sad because we're around food all day. We tend to eat like shit. Follow those those four basic things. Exercise, water, sleep, proper food, proper nutrients. If you do that, you're going to provide your brain with the fuel it needs to handle all the variety of tasks that come at you during your normal restaurant day.
And we all know what happens when you run out of fuel in your car. Your natural energy levels are your fuel you need to get shit done. The restaurant industry is extremely demanding. Taking time for self-care and giving yourself the gift of refueling your energy levels is just really making sure that you have enough to give to other people. In the end, you get back what you put your focus and energy into, so use it very, very wisely. Now, if you feel... If you consistently feel the counterproductive need to stay busy and to do a lot of things, I'm going to leave you with some parting words. Get a piece of paper, get a post-it note, get a postcard, whatever you need to do. And I want you to write these words down. If you feel the need to stay busy and do a lot of things, write these words down. Being busy is a form of laziness. It's lazy thinking and indiscriminate action. Being busy is most often used as an excuse for avoiding the few things that are really, really important but uncomfortable for us to do. Stop being busy and start being effective. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Coach Podcast with Donald Burns. Tune in next time as we serve up more ways to maximize your potential. Visit our website at www.therestaurantcoach.com or download episodes at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. 